we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restored my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin Wood. we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. Let me just deal with this. The story of Samson is an amazing story because number one, Samson was a miraculous birth. Samson's mother was barren um, and uh, the Lord sent a messenger um, to Samson's mother to tell her she's going to have a child. Um, when this messenger came, the husband was not there. The husband's name was Manoah, that's Samson's father. Um, he then prayed to God, said, God, let me get confirmation of this message. The angel came back and gave Manoah the word, and they offered up a sacrifice, and, and the angel went up in the smoke. This is an amazing experience. The angel just went up in the smoke. They didn't know it was an angel. They thought it was a prophet, and that's how that gone down. So now, uh, when you read on, in uh, the last verse, I believe, of Judges chapter 13, uh, uh, the second to last verse says that this boy began to grow. Um, the Lord was with him. The Lord was blessing him. That's the second to last verse in chapter 13. And then the last verse says, and the Spirit of the Lord was stirring him. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Say the Spirit was upon him. Say it again. Say the Spirit was upon him. Now, here is one of the words I must get to you, is that when the Spirit of God is upon you, arrogance can come along with that. When you know you are anointed, when you know you are gifted, you have to be careful of pride. Now, this is, this is not some strange phenomenon that is just for one or two of you. This is a principle that we must watch for. Whenever you have been graced, you've been endowed, you've been empowered by God, you got to watch for arrogance. You got to watch for pride. You got to watch for uh, that haughtiness that makes you feel that you can do this without God. This is what happened to an anointed, beautiful, attractive, gifted angel by the name of Lucifer. This angel was so beautiful. This was an archangel, one of the boss angels up in heaven. We know he was a boss because when he went against God, he got a third of the angels to go along with him. So this dude had to have plenty influence. So don't allow your influence over people to get to your head. Don't allow the fact that people will listen to you and follow you to make you feel that you are wonderful. And let me put this here parenthetically, that's one of the things that we saw happen, unfold on Facebook this week. That people allowed their influence and their giftedness to get to their head. That they could say whatever they want to say and do whatever they want to do and post whatever they want to post. And because they feel a shaking, because they feel a little fire, a little earl, or a little food they ate late last night, on them they believe that they can get away with anything 
Don't let your gift fool you. The Bible says that Lucifer, when you really understand the scripture, Vera, it didn't, Lucifer really wasn't a musician. Lucifer was music. Boy was not a musician, he was music. Glory to God. Uh, so, mm -hmm. uh, Lucifer would walk and it would sound like an orchestra is coming into the room. Bible talks about built in him was, was pipes. Sound just flowed from him. He had unrestricted access to the throne of God. And it's crazy that your access to God can sometimes cause you to become confused. To believe that you are God. And this is a very potent teaching for me to release at this moment because we are in a teaching series letting you know that you are to imitate God. But in the process of imitating God, you better hold your mule. That you got to be reminded that although you are anointed to function as God, you are reliant on God. When you look at Ephesians 5 and 1, it says that we are to imitate God as children. So number one, you're a child that needs a father. When you look at Revelation chapter 1, it says that, we, uh, uh, that he is the prince of the kings of the earth. And he has made us to be kings, but he is our prince. So you are reliant upon your ruler, your prince, which is Jesus. Uh, when you look at uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, it says that we are to be fruitful or we are to branch off from, uh, from God. Or you then move to John chapter 15, it says that he is the, he is the vine and we are the branches so we cannot exist outside of him you cannot ever believe that you got it so much together that you can do this without God that's the danger of giftedness and that's a word that's needed in this church because in this church we are awakening gifts in this church we have prophets rising up all over this church but not prophets let me take that back we have prophetic gifts manifesting let me be careful calling people prophets because then you can get fresh too because you start believing you're a prophet. Not because you prophesy means that you're a prophet. Don't let me walk down that road, please. Can I just keep on going? Uh, um, that, that is one of, the, that's one of the gifts that comes with the Holy Ghost. And anyone that is an intercessor should prophesy. Intercessors that don't have prophetic grace, I wonder, are you really interceding? Shall I open it up for a second? See, to intercede means to stand in the gap for someone, but then Romans 8 and 26 says, you don't know what to pray for. I'm standing in the gap for Jody, but I don't know what to pray for. So I'm interceding for her, but I don't know what to pray for. But yet I'm still praying. So therefore, there must be some sort of prophetic utterance given to me to know what to pray for to intercede for her because of myself, I don't know. So whenever you are interceding and you begin to pray for someone as the Spirit directs you, you are truly prophesying. Because you are praying for what you do not know. Does that make sense? That's true intercession. Now, if you... <laughs> are praying what you know then according to Romans 8 and 26 you really ain't praying because Romans 8 and 26 says we don't know what to pray for so if you know what to pray for you're telling me that you don't need him that's why you gotta be ding oh my god be careful when your need drives you to prayer 
Now, hold on, wait a minute. I thought I supposed to pray when I have a need. No, be careful when your need starts driving your vehicle. Because when you are driven by need, you no longer depend on the Spirit to tell you what to pray for. You tell the Spirit what to get for you. You now send in the, the Holy Ghost as your errand boy. So be careful how you have these dictatorial prayers. Because you're praying because you know what you need God to do. No, but you don't know what you need God to do God to do because you don't even know what you're up against. What you think is your problem is your assistance. Your problem is what you don't even realize. So to try to function even in something as fundamental as spiritual as prayer, you can do that without him. Anyway, let's go back now. So here's this boy, Samson. He's developing and he's gifted. Glory to God. He's gifted and his flesh is a mess. Let me say it again nice, nicer. He's gifted and his flesh is a hot mess. Huh. Write this down. Gifted and out of control. Gifted and out of control. Samson was a Nazirite, N-A-Z-I-R-I-T-E. That means he was to be sanctified and separated for the use of God. Yeah, He was not supposed to cut his hair, not to drink any liquor, not to deal with anything that was dead, not to eat the fruit of the vine. He was supposed to live a separate life, but yet still he goes out and marries someone of his enemy's tribe. Now, we always see that in Scripture. We talk about don't, don't marry. They, don't, they didn't marry outside of their company. This is a picture for the believer today that you are not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That's the principle that we get from the Old Covenant when they married within their tribes, within their communities. That, that was a shadow of the New Testament principle that you don't form covenant with people who don't understand covenant. Just everybody at the country say amen. One, two, three. Right. So you you get into problems when you make a covenant with somebody who don't even know what a covenant is. Anyway, so so now Samson connects himself with this girl. I think her name was Timna. And um, uh, she became a problem. And it was only a matter of time because he married outside of where he should have married. And um, he is in this relationship with this woman. This woman um, um, hoodwinked him. She bamboozled the boy. She tricked the boy, um, uh, run amok on the boy, and uh, caused the boy um, to be embarrassed because he had this amazing little riddle that he did that nobody could solve his riddle. And the girl said, tell me the riddle. He said, no, man, ain't nobody knows riddle between me and God. She said, you can't tell me I's your wife. You say you love me and you can't tell me these things. You should be able to tell me these things. That's why you got to be careful who you marry because they should have access to everything. How much time I got left? Be, be careful who you marry because Timna was right. Timna was right. Timna says, if you married to me, I'm in Judges 14 now. If you married to me, you shouldn't be keeping secret from me. And she played with his conscience. Uh, and this would happen when you're in the wrong kind of covenant because now the rules of the covenant still apply even if you're in the wrong covenant. 
what did you just say? So even if you are illegitimately in a covenant, the rules of the covenant still apply. That's why you be careful you make covenant with. Because you can't jump on the covenant now that you realize you're in the wrong covenant because you put the covenant together yourself. Come on, Denzel. Can, can we keep on going? Let me know. Just somebody show time out when it's time for me to stop. So, so, so anyway, so she, 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 I'm in Judges 14 now. So she, she swings him because she tells her people them. Because she, see, see what happened is uh, she married Samson, but she was still connected to her people. And that's what happens when you get connected with unbelievers. They're still connected with their people. The people of unbelievers is the devil. And so the... And see, because if they are still unbelievers, they are still connected to other unbelievers. They're connected to that spirit of unbelief, which is from the enemy. And so here it is now. Her people put pressure on her and says, listen to me, you married to him, but you still have people. So don't let this foreigner, who is your husband, make a mockery out of us. So Samson get weak, tells her the secret. She tells the secret to her people. Her people, um, Samson says, uh, what is stronger than something? What is this and that and the other? And they figure the riddle out. And Samson say, you know what? No, there's no way y'all could have know this. And you look at that girl and say, but you swing me. She swing the boy. The girl swing him. Samson had a very hot temper. He had an anger issue, like a lot of us in here. And Samson got out and killed 300 men. Ask me why he killed 300 men. Because he told them that if they solve the riddle, he'll give them 300 new garments. Samson was a cold brother. He had no intention of giving them 300 new garments because he knew they couldn't figure out the riddle. But when the wife swing him, he say, you know what? I got to find 300 garments. Let me just kill 300 people. Kill 300 of them, take their clothes off, get them, see your prize right here. He's a crazy boy. But the Bible says he killed the 300 men by the Spirit of God. He, he was out of alignment but still anointed. He was out of alignment but still anointed. This message needs to get out to the whole body of Christ because we believe, we believe that because our gift is still functioning, it means that we're still in alignment. You can be out of alignment and still function. You can be, you can be smack in sin and your gift still functions and functions effectively and efficiently. Huh. So, anyway... Fast forward, Samson breaks his vow. He deals with, um, he marries this girl, shouldn't have married her. He, he deals with a dead lion because in the dead lion, there is a swarm of bees and in the bees is some honey and he goes into the, the, the remains of the lion and eats the honey. He walks and eats it. That means he's flaunting himself, walking down the street, eating the honey from a dead lion and that breaks his vow because he shouldn't touch dead things. Right? Parenthetically, he, he even uses the jawbone of an ass. He shouldn't have handled that either. But even though he, used, he touched the thing that he shouldn't have touched, the Bible says the Lord anointed him and he killed a thousand men. This, this is something y'all need to get this, but y'all need to understand this, that this boy, Werner, was anointed of God, being used of God, and out of order. Out of alignment, but still being used. Now, see, somehow we didn't get the memo because there was somewhere in that same Bible where a donkey talked. 
A donkey was a prophet to a prophet. Your Bible is an off the chain book. The boy started hitting that donkey. Bam, the prophet started hitting the donkey. Boy said, what you hit me for? The donkey said to the prophet, boy, what you hit me for? And this is the crazy part, Leo. He answered the donkey back. That's what, that's what you know you're crazy. The donkey said to him, boy, you hit me. He said, what you mean? You supposed, and I'm sitting, I ain't there, right? But I said, like, dude, you actually talking to a donkey. Said, can I say it? I can say it anyway. Only donkeys talk to donkeys. Can I say one more line? Can I give you a touch of neighbor here? Can you touch your neighbor? Say neighbor. Who are you talking to? Oftentimes, who you're talking to determines who you are. Okay, look at the next neighbor. The next one. That one that won't get offended. The next neighbor. Say neighbor. No, for real. Who are you talking to? So, 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 so anyway, so we move on. Come on, dance. Let's finish. They got to go home. So, so, um, so he, he, he goes ahead and he moves further in the text and, and he gets caught up with one prostitute. It's amazing. I think that's the beginning of Judges chapter 16. And it just mentioned him and this prostitute. And it didn't make no point. It just, like, like the writer of Judges wants you to know that Samson was loose. You got it, yeah. He did the writer just wants you to know that Samson was loose. I think I'm right. Isn't it chapter 16 where it begins like that? Let me make sure. Um, no, is it no, is it 16? Uh, no, it must be 15 then. But somewhere where he finds this this prostitute and he just because Samson like that. Yeah, verse 16, verse 1. Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there a harlot and went in unto her. Let's keep on reading. This, this, this is fun. And it was told to the Gazites, saying, Samson has come hither. And they come to him in and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city. They wait for him because he was with baby girl all night. They had to wait on him all night. Okay. You talking about TNT, there was drama, there's drama here. So all night... Uh, all night in the gate of the city, and so the people was waiting on him, and they went quiet, saying, "In the morning, when it is day, we can kill him." Because seems though he never come. <laughs> Samson lay till midnight, and arose at midnight, and took the doors off of the gate of the city. That's the gates to enter in the city, y'all, and puts them. And the two posts and went with them, the bar and all, and put them on his shoulders and carried them up to the top of a hill that is before Hebron. That means after getting out of the bed of a whore, all, all night. No. So after all night, 
jumps. No, you can't miss this. You can't miss this. He jumps from her bed to the pulpit. Are y'all hearing me, man? From baby girl's bed. The oil of God comes on him and he carries the gate of the city from her bed. There's some crazy stuff, y'all. And I, I'm trying, I hope you're all being amused but being convicted at the same time. I have someone saying, search me, oh God, because what was I really calling you with me? Was, were you really with me? He is living his best life and getting the best of both worlds. Getting the best of the kingdom and the world. Feeling, the, feeling tongues here and feeling the girl from Gaza here. And living his best life. Now, we lie and tell people that double dipping ain't fun. That is miserable when I know I live in wrong and got to lead worship. Y'all tell the truth. Tell the truth. It ain't always rough. Look at y'all, man. There are times when it gets refreshing to know that, oh my God, I did so bad here, but look at God. And you can get into a groove where that becomes your level of existence. Where you're living in a place of compromise and because you still feel God on you when you pray in tongues. I don't have time to go back to the teaching on body, soul, and spirit because many of us allow our spirit to swing us. See, because when you connect and pray in the Holy Ghost, your spirit revives and connects with heaven and you think because your spirit connects with heaven that your body and your, and your soul is straight. Is that too much? Rita, I got to rush this boy. I really wish I had blindness. It's feeling really good. So here we go. We're almost there. So... So now he gets caught up with, um, I called her a bad word today, and I don't want to do that again this afternoon. I called her a bad word. Let me tell you what I called her. I called her a witch. And the reason I called her a witch, because she was a witch. Got to be a witch. Uh, her name was Delilah. I call her a witch because there's no way that she could have gotten Samson to do the things he did, except he was under some sort of spell. It was impossible. You read through Judges 16 and you see what this girl was doing to him. He had to have been under some curse. And, and I instead of being funny, he had to have been under some power of witchcraft. Impossible. How, how do I bind you? Get new ropes and tie me up. He wake up, he in new ropes. Breaks the ropes free. Kills the Philistines that happen to show up while he's bounded. Bounded. He's bound by the ropes, he breaks them free, kills the Philistine, and after he kills them, goes back and lay down with her. Hold on. Hold on. And she says, baby, tell me how to make you weak. 
If you tie my hair in a web, I'll be weak. He lays down on her. When he wakes up, his hair in a web. And she says, Samson, the Philistines outside. The Philistines show up. Breaks loose, kills the Philistine, and goes back and lay next to her. Daddy in a witch? Daddy in a spell? No, that's some strong stuff right there. That girl, bam! All this happens, and every single time the enemy comes against them, the anointing comes on him. And here we are now in verse number 20. He tells her what he perceived to be the secret to his strength. He said, the secret to my strength is that my hair was never cut. That means he totally lost it. And I know from Sunday school and primary school, you were told that it was Samson's hair that made him strong. Y'all, if Samson's hair made him strong, can y'all explain to me Judges 16 and 22? Someone with a mic over there, please read what it says. And judge, in Judges 16 and 22, what it says? How be it the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. His hair grew back. But he was still weak. And see, we thought this was about his hair. The message here was if you flirt with the devil long enough, His strength had nothing to do with his hair. Because his hair was one of four vows that he promised to keep. Wow. Wow. If his hair was so sacred, how did he allow her to make a web with his hair? Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the CH Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 6015125 We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.